You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 17. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. 17 episodes. How awesome is that? Thank you so much to all our guests over the past 16 episodes for giving up your time to provide some really useful information, advice and strategies for all the listeners of this podcast. Don't forget if you've got any questions or comments or people you would like me to interview on the show, I would love to hear from you. We've just launched the new Zero Lives Left podcast Twitter account. So do me a favor if you can follow at Zero Lives Left. That would be awesome. If you want to drop me an email into the show, please do that. You can get me on Zero Lives Left podcast at gmail.com. As always, we have another exciting episode lined up for you today. We're going to be chatting with Camilla Long and Sarah Travis of Bespoke Communications, who provide training and consulting in media sales and presentation skills. So if you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're a small business owner, and you're looking to improve your communication skills, maybe you want to nail that elevator pitch, the elevator pitch, that one-minute pitch, that could be a game-changer for you if you're pitching it for business, selling in overseas markets, and you're keen to use TV and radio to tell your story, you're not going to want to miss this podcast. Both Camilla and Sarah are going to add incredible value to you today. So make sure you tune in, make sure you have a pen and paper ready, and you jot down some of these really valuable pieces of information. Don't forget if you're listening to this podcast over on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcast. If you're listening on Stitcher, please do rate the podcast right there. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 17 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Now, communication remains as important uh, today as it's ever been. With the growth and the explosive growth of social media, getting your communication right is key to the success of your business. Joining me on episode seven of the Zero Lives Left podcast, I am honored to have two great communicators, uh, Camilla Long and Sarah Travis from Bespoke Communications. Guys, thanks for joining me on the show. You're welcome, Wayne. Hi. Let's get right into this because I think you guys have a lot of value to add to our listeners here today. I'm really, really excited about it. As somebody who maybe started off as not the best communicator myself. It's something that I've worked hard at over the past couple of years to refine my message, to ensure that I develop the confidence and the self-motivation to be able to stand up in front of an audience and give a pitch. Um, what I do in business, being able to communicate is very, very important, um, not just to bring the business in, but also to be able to relay the messages and the different parts of my business that I want to try and sell to my clients. 
to kick off, really, um, communication remains important, as I said, as, it, uh, as it's ever been for businesses. Can you guys give me a little bit of an idea or a window or a picture of what Bespoke Communications does? Yes, absolutely, Wayne. Well, basically, hello, this is Sarah speaking now. If you're pitching for business or you want to use TV or radio to tell your story, that's basically where the idea for Bespoke Communications came from. I come from a broadcasting background. I've been a journalist in Northern Ireland for 20 years now can't believe it. And I've teamed up with Camilla Long, who is beside me here now. Say hello, Camilla. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and Camilla comes from um, a business and sales background. So we find that our two sets of skills actually complement each other. And we now go into companies and help them just hone their message, just as you were saying, just to be able to communicate more effectively, clearly, and hopefully lead to sales and, and business growth, or just putting yourselves out there and putting yourself on the map. And as you said, social media is fabulous for that. That's um, been a brilliant profile for people who in the past struggled to, to reach the old-fashioned ways of broadcasting or um, you know, radio and television. Um, but everybody is in sales now. I mean, Camilla and I talk about this all the time. Whether you're a mum trying to coax your kids to get out in the morning, it's all about persuasion, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a doctor. There are sales everywhere. You've got to apply techniques to persuade people to do what you want them to do. So we find that good communication is key. So we've started up in the last couple of months and um, so far, so far, people are pleased to see us. And, you know, we're two women as well. We're two mums, similar age. Um, so we kind of relate to people. In the past, it's been guys who's, who've maybe told women how to communicate, but we feel that we sort of make that connection a little better. Now you touched on the social media um, which is the new way for many businesses and organisations to communicate. So the traditional forms where TV, radio and print and direct and all that sort of stuff. Are the principles still the same when it comes to social media? I mean do you still use the same kind of principles or do you think or businesses and organisations need to be looking at it slightly different given the I suppose, the, the, the variety of the audience that you're trying to communicate to? Well, I suppose you just always have to be aware of your audience. And, um, I mean, we tell our kids these days, you know, we never put anything on social media that you wouldn't actually stand up in your local town hall and say. So you have to be careful, but you can be clever, you can be inventive. It's actually probably a wonderful medium for people who don't particularly like doing the TV and radio interviews. They can um, show a whole new sight themselves um, and... Yeah, I see people who normally would be quite shy in nature or more introverted and they're flying in social media and their businesses are doing fantastically well. But you, a lot of people are still quite nervous of it and, and putting themselves out there. I must admit, a few years back, it's only really about five years since I got the old smartphone and, and actually went on Twitter when I was working at the BBC. Um, we were covering the um, arrival of the Olympic torch around Northern Ireland and my boss said you must be out there Sarah you're missing all the stories you're missing where everybody's going to be and all those lovely little uh, nuggets that I needed I needed people there immediately so I was able to say I'm coming to Coleraine is anybody going to be there for the Olympic torch is anybody carrying the Olympic torch suddenly people going yeah 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 so I found that embracing social media after being very fearful of it was a fantastic thing for me and I was scared of all the trolls and the nasty side of social media that you hear about but in fact people are so supportive it's a whole new community and it's opened up a whole new world for me and I would urge every business if they don't know how to do it sign up for one of your courses we yeah, or yeah. sign up for somebody's course uh, 
and give it a go. Yeah. Now, Camilla, do you think businesses are still fearful of social media? Is there still a resistance there when it comes to maybe getting in social media and maybe, you know, you know, many people would say to me, well, I don't know what to say. Like, what do you say on Twitter? You know, like people always say that, like, well, I just don't get Twitter. Or what do you say on Twitter? Do you think there's still a little bit of a resistance out there? Or are people starting to in, in embrace it a little bit more? Well, I think that's a great question because social media has been with us for so long nowadays. Um, it's been so many years now since Facebook has been launched that really we're in a world where practically everybody as a consumer has adopted social media. So we've got all demographics now who are on Facebook. For example, my mum joined Facebook um, in the last 18 months. And really, we're in a world where social media is now just another channel of communication. So before we had uh, fixed telephone lines that um, migrated towards mobile phones, and now social media is just another communication mechanism. So I think every business out there is aware of that. In terms of being fearful of social media, I think it's not so much fear as a lack of understanding of the correct tone to adopt on social media and the correct messaging to put out on social media. It's probably not specifically fear of the platform itself. It's more a lack of awareness of the best ways to use it. And that's really where I suppose the power of education comes in and attending courses and listening to people trodden that path before you can be so beneficial to a business but even even amongst that even with social media being such a powerful communication mechanism today it's important not to forget about traditional media as well so if we look at where we're sitting right here today we're right across the road from bbc broadcasting house and if you look at the value that uh, for example a radio interview can bring to your company that's another sort of nowadays quite often overlooked free publicity mechanism for companies and the authority that um, being invited to contribute to somebody else's radio program can bring can bring a lot of credibility to your business for example so alongside your social media policy it's probably also quite important for businesses to realize actually print is still with us we still have newspapers the radio is still a hugely um, popular uh, communications medium everybody listens to the radio and then of course tv All of these are communication channels that are open as free publicity mechanisms for companies. Now, on episode 16 um, of the podcast, we had Adrian Curran from Warmpoint, who works a lot with businesses, helping them use Facebook more effectively. And one of the things he said, which I thought was very, very interesting, is that everybody now can become their own media channel as a result of social media. And that can be good, but that also can be bad, um, where you know a lot of stuff that finds its way onto social media mightn't be true, mightn't be authentic, mightn't be real. And there are a lot of things that businesses do need to think about. There are a lot of opportunities, of course, as we know. What are some of the things that, you know, from a, from a, from I suppose, from more of a broadcasting background, Sarah, that you think, you know, are, are probably still fundamental when it comes to social media, uh, drawing from that experience in, in broadcasting that you have? Well, I suppose it depends on the size of organisation you are. Are you operating as an individual or do you have others on the team? And then you have to work out who's actually going to be an administrator for the social media. If you're putting something out there and it's a platform where there's going to be debate, I mean, the BBC would have issues with this attached to maybe news programmes, as would UTV. It needs to be monitored. There has to be house rules um, that have to be adhered to. And, you know, people at three, four o'clock in the morning can say all sorts of things. Rows are going on. You're sleeping. 
in your bed and you have no idea what's just kicked off because of something innocuous that you might have posted earlier in the day. So there are all of those um, issues to, to consider. But I suppose it's um, keeping safe online and keeping your understanding how Facebook works and understanding the privacy settings, the timeline review settings. So really, once you've got the skills and the training, you shouldn't be fearful of it. It does, as you say, give you a very valuable platform and helps you connect and have a profile and it's absolutely free. So I really think, yeah, if you're not on Facebook now, where have you been? I mean, the kids have moved on. (laughs) Exactly. Camilla, what sort of skills do you think entrepreneurs in Northern Ireland need to develop? Really looking at the the talent that we have here in Northern Ireland. I came through the Springboard program not that long ago for for an app that we're launching now over the next couple of weeks. And that was incredibly valuable for me. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs in Northern Ireland right now. What are some of the skills that they need to be thinking about right now? I know we touched on this before when we were talking about, you know, the elevator pitch and all these things that are really important. And I must admit, that's something that sometimes even I struggle with. If you meet somebody, tell me your business in one minute, Wayne. And I'm like, ah, off and all these different things, you know, and it's like you maybe confuse the person. But really, how, you know, what, what are those skills that we need to be thinking about right now? Well, there's no question about it, but we're in a digital economy at the moment. But an economy, whether it's digital or not, is still an economy. And all of the skills that entrepreneurs have had to have had over the years, they're still as valid and as relevant today as they have always been. So the first thing I would say to anybody setting up in business is the importance of teamwork and generosity. So the importance of collaborating. Nobody knows this better than you, Wayne. Mm -hmm. Givers gain. So anybody who's in business needs to be reaching out to their their colleagues and to other local businesses to share business opportunities between them. That's the only way that we're all going to grow our businesses by helping one another out. So I'd absolutely say teamwork and generosity is probably the first thing that you need to think about. Um, Communication, as you've alluded to in the question, is hugely important. The ability to express your ideas concisely. Um, Communication follows all forms. Nowadays, we need to have top verbal communication so that in a conversation with somebody, they can understand instantly what your business is about. And if they can't give you business, they're always a source of referrals. They probably know somebody in their acquaintance that can possibly um, give you business or you can get referrals from that. Um, Analytical skills are really important. Uh, No matter what size your business is, we only have limited time. So we need to have the ability to work out what's important and where should my focus and where should my time and my energy lie. Otherwise, as a business, you can spend a lot of time on things that really don't matter. We really need, if a business is there to make money, so we really do need to spend our time on opportunities that are going to generate revenue for us. Um, I think self-motivation and determination are really important. If... As, uh, as all businesses do, you come a cropper, you have a disappointing situation. It's really important to pick yourself up and to keep carrying on and to maintain positivity. That's probably a, a really important skill for any business nowadays. There are some of the really important soft skills I think that any business owner really needs to have in their arsenal. It can be very lonely if you're starting a business. So you guys have, you know, you guys have been down that road. Um, you know, entrepreneurs maybe feel a lot of the time isolated, and you touched on that really. You know, with collaborative working and getting out there and reaching out to other people so i mean it is a very daunting experience starting a business but one as we know is very very worthwhile but it takes a bit of time um in your experience what what are the sort of burnout things that that tends to happen to people uh, as a result of their business maybe not gaining the traction that they want to gain Um, and is there some tips that you can give them there that maybe prevent that from happening i think probably sales and marketing is really important for any new business 
So at the end of the day, customers are the lifeblood of any business, and without customers, there there is no business to move forward with. So that's the first thing that any new business has to address. They have to look at their sales strategy, they have to look at their marketing strategy, and they have to look at where next month's money is coming from. Uh, that is probably the biggest source of challenge for any new business is building that pipeline of, of opportunity. And I suppose, as we've talked about already on this podcast, we're really lucky nowadays that we have access to digital channels and that we can take control of that for ourselves. So we can go out and find our customers online with very little budget. Times have changed and really um, the technology has changed how an entrepreneur can get themselves set up and get themselves marketed and get themselves to the market very, very quickly. Now, Sarah, I had a question come in from Emma, who um, works with a small organisation in Northern Ireland. Um, she gets asked from time to time to do radio interviews. And I think, you know, presentation skills can put a, seem awful daunting for people if you've got to go in and give a radio interview or some sort of interview. You're like, what am I even going to talk about? How am I going to structure it? Well, you know, how am I going to get my message across? It's something that, that Emma actually dreads. What sort of tips can you give her to kind of deal with her fears and overcome those fears that she has in order to get that interview across effectively? So if she gets that request again to come on and give a radio interview about her business, she can deal with that situation uh, relatively to the best of her ability. Well, all I can say is, Emma, you are not alone. In fact, when it comes to public speaking, not necessarily doing interviews, but people fear it more than death. That has actually been, you know, the stats have come out of the US for that. People would rather die than speak in public. Um, So radio, I I suppose unless you're asked to appear on the Stephen Nolan show, (laughs) I think you're grand. I'm a journalist. I've been a radio presenter myself. On the whole, we're nice people. Um, If you've been invited to, it depends what she does, I suppose. If she's in an organisation where she feels she has to defend a policy or you have to maybe put forward a a controversial line or a point of view, you can see why that might be a challenge or daunting. Um, There is media media training available to help you. And that's something that you guys do. We're doing to to deal with um, difficult messaging or core messaging or knowing that you need to get a point across this has been the agreed line and we're sticking with it but appreciating that maybe the public listening think you're the big bad wolf and and teaching you those mechanisms and, and giving you those tools to equip you with being able to answer the question being sympathetic to the general public's views but also knowing that you have a job to do and you have perhaps a difficult message to give Hopefully Emma doesn't work in that line of work and maybe she's asked to talk about something that's more positive and then really it's just about having uh, some anecdotes are always great or some real life stories or scenarios where you can apply, you don't have to bamboozle with jargon or statistics, you're literally speaking from the heart, you're speaking about something hopefully that you're passionate about, hopefully she loves her job or whatever she does. So it's digging deep and speaking like a human being and not a robot and not coming in with notes, loads of notes, have some bullet points, but don't just think that's all you're going to be asked because then whenever the curveball comes, you're, you're not equipped to deal with it. And I just think as well, some deep breathing, slow down and smile because then you just come across immediately, if I smile now, you, you're, you sound much warmer yeah. and people at home will love listening to you and think that's a nice person. Now, is it okay to bring in the notes? Would you say that's okay? You know, some people try to prepare. Some people try to prepare and don't want to bring out. They would try to remember everything, and then when they go in there, somebody asks them a question, throws a curveball at them, and then it's not what they were expecting, and they're going, "Okay, what do I say next?" 
Well, usually when we were in the baby, when I worked in the BBC as well, because I did so much TV, we used to encourage people not to bring their notes in because if you imagine you're sitting doing an interview, it's it's really bad for the viewer if you're looking down all the time and reading your notes, and it's not natural and it never sounds natural if you start reading. Yeah, people will know you're reading. So I would say if you know there's maybe one key line that you need to deliver and have maybe that in front of you and then just um, say you were going to tell a story about a particular person, Zoe. You could write Zoe's story. You know, I think when you write it all word for word, you just get so focused on this that it's not natural. It doesn't sound as natural, but it takes practice. So I would say, you know, practice at home, practice with the kids, practice with the hobby, practice with your mum. That was the advice I was given when I started out in broadcasting, pretend I'm reading the news to my mum to a real person real and person. you know my mum would always give me the best feedback yeah. you know yeah. the lawyer always going your worst critic so, sometimes yeah. so now, practice 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 now with the workshops that you guys run you offer these workshops for people so if Emma you know was interested in maybe going along to your, one of your workshops that's possible and are these the sort of things that you cover within the workshop do you that's also great. do live scenarios you know where you put somebody in front of a camera is there though is there that oh, sort of stuff going on our workshops are really practical okay and we think that there's so much information so much resource out there on the internet nowadays that if somebody wants the theory of doing a media interview, it's all there. So the point of coming to one of our workshops is to get practice in a live environment and to get experienced feedback from a broadcaster mentor. Sarah has been a broadcaster for over 20 years and has access to a a pool of um, people that she can work with in order to provide people with really valid feedback from from experienced people from within the industry. And can I also say that I suffer terribly with nerves as well, so I get Emma's... Concerns, oh. and it was something that I had to overcome and challenge me and I'd sleepless nights and still do They're, most speakers feel nervous but if you don't have those nerves you don't do a good speech and you can use those nerves to your advantage of course you just pretend you're really excited <laughs> exactly. now give me a couple of pointers Camilla on the elevator pitch because it's linked back to the presentation skills again of course and you know if, if an entrepreneur out there is listening what are the three things that he or she needs to think about that they bring to their elevator pitch in say 60 seconds I mean 60 seconds it's not a lot of time it's not much time and it's a really fantastic question that you're asking Wayne because only on Tuesday this week Sarah and I delivered a workshop to some fabulous Bank of Ireland customers as part of Global Entrepreneurship Week and the topic that we chose given that we were at a networking event was how to prepare your elevator pitch and our three words for you with your elevator pitch are wow how now Okay. And so your elevator pitch is composed of the wow section is at the very top of it. Get your audience's interest. Think of a real person in your head or think of a customer that already works with you and that loves your service and think, what is the most important thing about my business? How can I crystallize my business with a really pithy opening line to get that person's interest? So that's your wow. Then your how, be kind to your audience. Make sure that by the time they leave you, they know exactly who your ideal customer is, what exactly is the service that you deliver, so that the person that you're speaking to may not have a need for your service themselves, but they will absolutely know somebody who who does. And very often, a really good elevator pitch, if it's delivered correctly, the person who you're talking to will give you three or four leads at the end of it. And then, of course, we've got the now section to your elevator pitch, and that's where your real passion for what you do comes out. That's where you give some stories to back up what it is that you do, maybe some testimonials from satisfied customers. Of course, check with your customers first, make sure that it's okay to mention them, maybe some awards that you've won, something to back up the credibility of what it is that you do. 
Now, it's extremely difficult for people to get all that into one minute. I mean, one, I, I mean, I was part of the springboard, the event 2015. I think I had a series of five-minute presentations to give to a live audience and then a 15-minute presentation. And it was nearly easier to do the 15-minute presentation than it was to do the five-minute presentation. And then there was a one-minute pitch for a £1,000 in the Titanic building in front of everybody, 750 people. And I was like, one minute? How am I going to sum all this up in one minute? But what was interesting about that, a couple of the other people, in fact, the person who won the £1,000, I came second. The person who won the thousand pound, uh, Ricky from Surfboard, yeah. Surfboard, um, came out and did a poem yeah, about his right. business, and it was brilliant. He nailed it. He connected with the audience, and it worked really, really well. That was his wow. That was his wow. Yeah. That was his Absolutely wow. Absolutely yeah. impressed. He got them. He yeah. got them. So give us the three again. The wow. So we've got the wow. That's your catchy, memorable one-liner. It's or it's or it's a unique approach to the way that you're doing things. Ricky read out a poem, and it was on National Poetry Day to boot. Uh, so you've got your wow, you've got your how. Explain exactly. Do be really kind to the person and explain in simple, non-jargon language what it is that you do. And then you need your now. You need to back that up with some anecdotes and with some stories and with some descriptive illustrations of what it is that you do. An emotional connection there is always great. If you can talk about somebody whose life That's that you great. changed or if there's some impact or some implication to your customers of what of the service that you deliver that's where you're going to score that's where you're going to nail it that's where you're going to nail it and Wayne I saw your pitch (laughs) I saw your pitch I thought you know it would be great to have all of those pitches up there as an online learning resource yes because absolutely everybody nailed it they had such a succinct pitch that at the end of 60 seconds you're like I know exactly what that business is all about it's a difficult thing to do from the media interviews three tips Sarah what would be the three things that you would three key pieces of advice somebody listening in now got that radio interview next week bang 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 what would they be well I would um, be prepared so don't be afraid of the journalist or producer make sure you know exactly what you uh, is going to be asked of you in general terms they won't be they won't have time to give you the actual questions and you, you want to not to be stayed you want it to be um, interesting so you want a bit of bounce so a rough idea of what's going to be covered a rough idea of what's going to be covered make sure you know are there, is there anybody else going to be interviewed at the same time as me make sure you ask is it live or pre-recorded yeah that's really really important make sure you know if you're on the radio or the TV yes. a lot of people uh, the phone call comes in and they don't realise it's a camera it's a TV or whatever and yes again I want back to that warmth is just to remember to smile and deep breathing and relax few bullet points in front of you and away you go and away you go and definitely look out to get some training if possible get yourself along to one of those workshops which will help you become even better at that now what does 2016 hold for bespoke communications it's really exciting by the sounds of it yeah. um, there's a lot happening I know I'm going to get myself along to one of your workshops the next one that's happening I'm going to get myself onto it because I think I think you can never stop learning and you can always pick up little pieces of information along the way from people to help you on your journey so what is 2016 going to look like for bespoke communications we're really excited at the minute we um, seem to be talking to so many different people like yourselves and meeting different people each day where we decide you know we must talk further with you a lot of collaboration I think we're going to be running workshops in conjunction with a lot of bigger organisations umbrella bodies so look out on our Facebook and um, Twitter for details of, of forthcoming workshops that will be coming up and then we're just going to take it one step at a time and then eventually we'd like to to grow and maybe run bigger projects where we have conferences bring in other people like yourselves and deliver across the board um, a a wider spectrum all about 
presenting yourself better. So we're very, very excited. Uh, we just have a lot of doors to knock still. That's great. Now, how can people get in touch with Bespoke Communications? Is there a website address, Twitter, Facebook, email, yeah. post? What's the best way? We're active on social media. So at Bespoke underscore comms, C-O-M-M-S is our Twitter handle. And on Facebook, we're Bespoke Comms. So you can find us on there and all of the information in relation to our open workshops where people can sign up for um, open enrolments, that will all be posted on there. I think our next um, open workshop that we're running, we do a lot of work obviously with organisations for their own teams, yes. but our next open workshop takes place at NICFA, Northern Ireland Charitable and Voluntary uh, Association on the 28th of January. So anybody working in the third sector who is a NICFA member is eligible to sign up for that and that's a media training workshop. Yes, we also hope to be running uh, more training courses with the, if you're up in the North Coast, the uh, Causeway Enterprise Agency. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to be very busy. You're going to be busy. So 2016 is going to be... the website is under development any day now. We'll be it's going to be there. The it's going to be there. And what is the website address going to be? Do we can we say that yet? Or are we? We're Do you know we leave that because it's okay. not, It's not up there yet. So well, that's fine. Yeah, so people yeah. initially get you through yeah. social media. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Is there an email address even? If anybody? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. My email address is Camilla C A M I L A dot long L O N G at bespokecoms.net perfect perfect look guys thanks very much for taking time out of an incredibly busy schedule to chat with me today I think there's an incredible amount of information in there um, some really useful tips for the entrepreneur for somebody working within a business and an organisation on how to handle those radio interviews and those media interviews how to get that elevator pitch right I know I'm going to be listening back to the podcast hopefully we'll get you on early 2016 and we'll have another chat maybe do a Pacific one on maybe uh, business improvement skills and entrepreneurship and then maybe another one on on media skills i'd love to have you back on but thanks very much guys appreciate it didn't i tell you guys we had an awesome episode lined up for you for episode 17 of the zero lives left podcast thank you so much to camilla long and sarah travers of bespoke communications for giving up their time to really share some important, insightful, practical information that you can use to improve your business or organization's communication skills. Uh, come with a couple of the key takeaways that I'm taking away from this episode is the importance of top verbal communications. Uh, people need to be able to instantly understand what your business is about, the importance of sales and marketing in the business, and of course, all businesses need a sales strategy. Um, Sarah really shared some really important tips as well um, for those presentation skills or those media interviews that you may have for your business or your brand. And really having those little antidotes and real life stories, speaking from the heart, Preparing some notes is also something that you can bring along with you if you're doing a radio interview. Slow down and breathe. Think about your key line. What is your key message that you want to get across? And then, of course, looking at the elevator pitch, the all-important elevator pitch. Camilla shared the, the wow, the how, and the now. So the wow, your catchy one-liner. The how, explain in simple, no-jargon language. And then the now, stories with emotional connections. That will help improve your elevator 
pitch. What an awesome episode. Please make sure you rate and review the podcast. Let me know on Twitter what you thought of it. Just follow at Zero Lives Left. We're going to be coming back over the next couple of days with another episode for you, episode 18. If you have anybody that you would like me to interview on the show, please do drop me an email to zero lives left podcast at gmail.com. You can send me a tweet at zero lives left podcast. We're going to be coming back very soon with another episode of the zero lives left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.